How do you give effective feedback to employees to help them grow? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is The Command Z Show. And welcome to The Command Z Show. Shelby, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. We're here. Um... I don't know. We've been recording an episode yesterday, recording an episode today. I feel like I've been on the on the call here a lot with Matt. So Yeah, this is turning into a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> We're just recording all day long. Yeah, trying to uh, get through a few topics that we had on our mind here and kicking off this new season. Are we calling this a new season? Or are we just... I think so. I think this is kind of season three. Season three. Wow. Yeah. Just hits a little bit differently, I guess. Season three. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, we have a question today. You want to talk about that a little bit, Shelby? And ask yeah. away. Let's see what you got. So going off of last week's conversation um, on, which would have been yesterday for us, but <laughs> on transparency, uh, the question for the day is, how do you give effective feedback to employees to help them grow? That's a good question. Um, it's something that is not easy to do. Um, I guess to start, let me go here. Um, I, I've been pretty fortunate in my career early on, especially, to have good leadership around me. Now, that being said, I didn't always agree with <laughs> the leadership that I always had. But I think that's just because I'm a bad employee in general. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I never did well in certain situations. Um, I always did my job and I always did it well. But um, I think that I, I always had good good leaders at any given point. Mm-hmm. I think going back to even college... You know, I consider teachers to be leaders of sorts, to be able to give effective feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, cre- creativity is one of these weird things that people are kind of uncomfortable giving critiques sometimes and giving honest feedback because we are afraid to hurt people's feelings, right? Because we are human and we don't want to hurt other people. We don't necessarily want to lie to them, but we don't want to hurt them in any way so there is an art to being able to give feedback um, to give good critique on anything including you know on a, on a bigger scale including someone's employment at a company right but mm-hmm. I, I consider these all to be kind of one and the same there, there's one specific moment in college where I guess before I say this, I'll say, I I believe that people respond really well to one of two things. Either people believing in them or people not believing in them. And it's really weird because everyone responds better to one or the other. Mm -hmm. So to me, 
I I don't know if I'm weird in this, but like I respond better to people not believing in me. <laughs> me too. You're not alone. Right. So I'll start not believing in you. <laughs> you can't do this podcast today. This. It's like I'll show you, Matt. <laughs> um, but so some teachers that I had, they didn't believe in me and they were very vocal about it. And I very much appreciated that feedback, that critique that I got when people didn't think that I could do something because it mm-hmm. pushed me way harder, way farther than yeah. the people that just said, you're doing great, ever did. Um, I guess fast forward a little bit. I've always felt like effective critique, effective review of somebody and their work needs a good balance of directness, mm-hmm. but also has to have a little bit of hope in it as well. So some people will say like, oh, you need to have the the compliment sandwich, say something nice and then say the bad thing and then say something nice again. I don't know. Uh, maybe for children. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that's like a bad strategy, but like, I don't think we need to have a formula with it. I think that we just need to be able to speak to people um, yeah. again directly, but you can't just say really mean things and be like, well, I'm being honest. That's, that's still mean. (laughs) So it's like, how do you, how do you find a way to be honest with something that actually helps people? Mm -hmm. So this was probably one of the things that I was kind of scared about whenever hiring a first employee, hiring a team of people is it's, it's a different game altogether. It's it's not just a coworker and you're like, hey, you know what? You're doing a great job. It's okay. If things don't go well, like this is going to sound horrible. Like it is a threat to the things that I have done yeah. in a way. Right. So it's like, well, okay. So if something is a threat, I need to make sure that it gets corrected immediately. Mm-hmm. So like, again, completely different than just like being a leader at a company and being a business owner. Um, at the same time, I think that um, I think a lot of the rules still apply as far as you know being direct and being helpful mm-hmm. and kind of inspiring people in a way. But that's not one of those things that you can just read a book and then all of a sudden you can inspire people. Yeah. Um, it all, all of it, boils down to the level of trust that a person has for another person whenever they receive that feedback. So I I go back to some of these really nasty-ish comments that I got in college. And if it came from a different person, it may have been just horrible feedback. But the fact Mm -hmm. is that it came from somebody that I trusted. So I was like, okay, I think that's the thing that actually pushes you when you hear things like that. And and I'm not trying to say that she never believed in me, um, but it was, I guess even at that time, it felt like a a threat. <laughs> I don't know. So I guess the thing that I've, I've learned, what, uh, you know, having a team is like, it's so much of this is about you. You can only say some of these things when you have a level of trust built mm-hmm. up. Um, and you know, before I even hired a first employee, it was, I, I taught at a local college 
And that was probably the biggest thing that I learned was how to give effective feedback to people and see what they responded well to and what they didn't. I was able to test it out 20 times every 16 weeks. Mm -hmm. So I got to try a lot of different things every single time. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think I did anything like horrible, but I, I, there was times where I said things where I was like, you know what? I didn't build up enough trust with that person before I said that. Yeah. So that wasn't a good thing to say. That wasn't super helpful to them. Um, but I don't know, again, so I, I think that that, that level of trust needs to be relatively high for that feedback to be taken in very well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, and we, I think we've all had a boss at some point or another that we just didn't like for whatever reason or another. And when they gave us feedback, it didn't matter. We don't really care. We don't, we don't trust that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I probably have to go back to when I was 16, <laughs> but, um, maybe even 18. I don't know. I, again, I'm a bad employee. So, um, uh, Anyway, so I, I had this weird education in just being able to give feedback to people. And so again, going going back into like our team and hiring people, um, that it's a very important thing for, for me to be able to do. I think that's what makes me an, an effective leader is to be able to give honest feedback. Yeah. But if you can hear my kids losing it on each other right now, they're totally safe and fine. Great. It's okay. um, <laughs> So, um, I, I, I've always felt like that's what, it's one of, one of the components that leads to being a successful leader mm-hmm. is, I mean, well, one, you need to be trusted and two, you need to be able to be honest with people. If they're not doing well, you have to be able to say that, uh, cause otherwise, I don't know. I think when you bring certain things to people's attention, they don't really know sometimes that they're not doing well on something. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people think that they're doing well on something, but then it's like, mm, actually not, not as much mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Um, but when those situations happen, that's the difference between defensiveness and acceptance is mm-hmm. trust. Um, before I keep going, any, any thoughts on any of that? Shelby? No, I, I completely agree with that. Um, and I think that was part of the reason I wanted to do this topic after what we'd just done, because it feels kind of like a part two of if you're transparent mm-hmm. and if you build that trust, what does that trust allow you to be able to do? And I think one of those, those big benefits of, you know, being able to, to build that trust within your company is also, you know, you can trust each other to give honest feedback and that you're not trying to tear someone else down and you're, you're there right. to help them. Um, I think that's, that's a big thing is, you know, when you're receiving feedback from somebody, where is that feedback coming from? Is it coming from a place of wanting to help or is it just coming from a place of just pure criticism? Because if it's just pure mm-hmm. criticism, nobody wants that. They want criticism that is going, that is intended to, to help them and better their work or better their performance. And that all comes down 100% to trust. Right. A lot of times whenever we hire people on our team, um, how do I say this? Um, 
I expect people to not be exactly where they need to be mm-hmm. um, from a skill level or just even from a professional standpoint in some cases. Um, so for me, it's always like, all right, let's see where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And let me be honest with you about like what I think you're doing well and what I think you're, you you could use some, some work. And I'll never say that anyone does anything bad, but um, not like that anyway. It's, yeah. I think that's, that's what goes into making sure that you're being constructive with the things that you're saying. And like you said, not just saying this is shit and then <laughs> get it out of here. Um, which is how a lot of this industry kind of was for mm-hmm. its birth basically until, yeah. I mean, some, some companies are still like that. They're, I always, I always think about like, um, like restaurants, some of the greatest restaurants, these people, these chefs, famous chefs, they'll always talk about, or they are themselves very demanding and a little bit angry. Um, and again, that can push people very far, but at what cost? So, you know, I think, I think that is a way that our industry kind of was, at a certain point, but it is sort of changing because we're starting to realize that maybe that's not as effective as we thought. We'd rather promote a happier and healthier workplace than just crack the whip and get people to do crazy things all throughout the night, never sleep kind of thing. Um, anyway, so for me, when, when we add somebody to our team, um, it is sort of taking taking stock of where are they at this moment um, and figuring out, okay, how do they get to the next level? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's not something I do by myself, obviously. That, that's a conversation that I have with every person on our team twice mm-hmm. a year. So we do um, these sort of reviews that are not so traditional I don't know. I, I didn't get that many reviews, I feel like, when I was working at places. but um. I, I like the, um, the, the six-month reviews. I think it's nice. I think it's a good reset. It, it is. And it's, it's a reset for me, too, of like, okay, like, you know, six months ago, going through all my notes, like, all right, here, basically, so for everyone at home, how this works is, um, so every six months, every December and July, uh, I meet with every single person on the team. And we talk about kind of this last six months, what projects they liked, which ones they didn't, what things worked really well, which, which, what things didn't. We have a really honest conversation about just kind of what just happened, basically. And then we get into like, okay, well, six months ago, you made some goals and here they are as a checklist item and you see them every single day. And, um, the goals from each person kind of range a bit, but I'll, I don't know. We we try to keep in touch with those goals over the course of six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me and each employee, it's like, all right, how do we check these boxes on these goals that you have? Some of them might be things like, I want to work on this kind of project, or I want to, I don't know, uh, do. Let's see here. I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, Like I want to get better at talking with clients, like things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And we try to make these 
these goals as like understandable as possible. Like, well, at what point do we check these boxes? Um, so it's understanding those goals, seeing how each person did on each of those goals. Sometimes we can check the boxes. Sometimes it stays on for another six months. Sometimes it disappears entirely because people sometimes change their mind about what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And I always leave that door open. Like, is this, is this still a goal? Is this something we should still be trying to figure out steps for? Or is this something that just doesn't belong here? It's just not important anymore. Um, so, you know, we go through those kinds of things and then we, yeah, again, we come up with, okay, Hey, six months from now, where, what do you, what do you want to do? Um, like what goals do you have in, in six months from now? And again, we don't go through and check these boxes all off every single time. But for me, it's really helpful to see how to, one, give feedback to people. Mm-hmm. If they say that they're trying to be better at this thing, great. I might get a little bit harder on you on that thing then. If it's mm-hmm. you know being better with client relationships, okay, great. So based on that last call we just had, here's some of the things that uh, I think you should have done. Or, you know, when they said this, I, you can tell that they feel this way about it. Like, I can go into detail about, like, what do I know about that thing? And be able to give that specific feedback. Um, yeah, what, what, are, what are your thoughts, Shelby? I think um, with this, a lot of the, the effective feedback comes from being able to sit down with that person and kind of establish those goals like we were talking about. Um, but a lot of it too, I think this is, this is something that I kind of wanted to get into is we also have like our day-to-day reviews and feedback as we're going through work in progress and internal reviews as well on individual projects. Um, and I think that's an interesting distinction between, you know, your progress review overall as a whole and everything that you've been working on for like the last six months or the last year, however people run their reviews Versus those day-to-day reviews as well, and those little check-ins with work. So how how do how do you go about kind of being able to work in those effective, helpful reviews into the day-to-day work as well? That's that's a good question. Um, for me personally, honestly, sometimes that's that's an area that I don't feel like I'm super effective at all the time, especially if I have a really busy day like today. <laughs> um, sometimes I'm not able to really get in there and give the kind of feedback that I want to until later in the evenings or even the next day. Um, but I guess that kind of gets more towards like the creative director side of mm-hmm. of who I am and making sure that we are creating the best work that we possibly can. And we, you know, we did a podcast on being a creative director at some point, I think over the summer. I don't remember. <laughs> um, take, take a listen to that. But I think that, um, you know, there's times where somebody might be working on something for a couple of days. And when we see it for the first time, it's not nearly as good as I was kind of hoping or expecting mm-hmm. it to be. Um you know, I, we're all guilty of this from, from time to time, even myself, I'm sure. Um, so I think that an initial reaction might be like, oh no, like this isn't going well. I'm going to panic and I'm going to throw a p- 
a, a pan at the wall. Um, you know, like that's, that's the initial like reaction that you have is just panic. Like, Oh no, we just did this wrong. Um, but I think for me, it's like, okay, like where did I mess up and where did they mess up? I feel like every problem kind of has two parties that messed up. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's ever just one. And I'll always take blame for 50% of every problem that exists in the company, I guess. Um, this is the first time I've really externalized this before, so this is weird. Um, <laughs> so for something like that, I'm like, oh, okay, man, I should have been asking earlier like how this was going. I shouldn't have been finding out two days after it started that it wasn't going well. Um, but then I also need the other person to kind of acknowledge what mistake they may have made as well. Um, I don't know if that's really on, on subject here, but I'm going to go here anyway. Um, because that's part of what, I don't know, that trust is kind of a two way street here. Like I need to trust everybody else that they are taking this feedback and moving forward with it, um, to be able to make great things. Mm -hmm. Um, the stuff that we create as a team, I'm, I'm, generally incredibly proud of the entire team. And I I do think that the work that we do is very special. And I think it all comes from that point right there is that that trust is a two way street and being able to give good feedback on things to be able to elevate it and not just make it different, I think is, is a struggle that a lot of creative directors have. They feel like they need to have input on things, but it doesn't necessarily make it better. It just makes it different. So, I mean, this gets into a whole thing, but like for me, it's, you know, you have your gut reactions to things. Uh, and this, this, this goes with a lot of things. It goes with even the reviews as well. Like the, the six month reviews, it goes with the daily reviews, but like, you know, I have my gut reaction to things. And then it's like, in an ideal world, my gut reaction is yes, this is it. And those are really exciting. It, it's really exciting to be able to give that kind of positive feedback, which we've been talking primarily about the negative stuff, but I think that the positive stuff plays a very important role in this whole thing mm-hmm. too. So I talk about like the compliment sandwich thing is just weird to me, but like, I, I get it. Like it, you, you need to have a balance of the good and the bad. Otherwise people just think that they're amazing all the time and they never make mistakes or they think that they're only making mistakes and mm-hmm. are depressed when they come to work every day. Um, so for me, again, when, when I see something and it gives me just an overall negative feeling like, oh, this, this is not going well. Um, it's really just about trying to sit with it and play it back 45 times and figure out what is it that's not working here? Mm-hmm. Um, like what feeling does this give and why sometimes that initial reaction I mean, every time that initial reaction goes away, but sometimes that initial reaction that was once feeling negative, once you start examining things, you're like, okay, they made this decision because of this, they made that decision because of this. And then you actually start to realize like, actually, this is kind of good. Like yeah. it, it's a weird thing, but um, <clears throat> I think, I think it's just, a, I think it's very important to not just like get incredibly vocal right away, but to just kind of sit with things and if something's not good to be able to take the time to figure it out, like figure out how this could be better. 
Yeah. I think that is the job of a creative director is to to say, hey, this part right here, I don't think is as effective. Let's try changing it in this way. And mm-hmm. then it could work better. Um, and I don't know. Does that answer your question? <laughs> no, I, I think that that's actually really interesting because um, that's something I think about too. You know, whether you're working like as a creative director, whether you're working with your crew or your artists, I think... Um, when you're giving feedback on something or if there's a problem, and this goes both ways, whether you're the director, whether your crew, whatever, wherever you're at, when you're giving when you're giving that feedback on something or if there's an issue, always coming in with a potential solution to the problem. I think that's mm-hmm. that's something that's important. And one thing I know like with, with our reviews that we do at Made by Things is when we come into it, it's not like a blind review. You come in with your own thoughts and opinions about how you've done for the last six months. Mm-hmm. And when you come in with those ideas, you're already coming in with potential solutions. So yeah. even if it's a day-to-day thing, you come in with, you know, if one of our artists come in with a problem, they're coming in already with a potential solution. Or if you see a problem, you're coming in with a solution already of, okay, how can we fix this? Let's have this conversation right now, immediately before we go any further. And I think that is really beneficial. And that comes back to trust too. But, you know, being able to come in with, okay, I recognize that this is a problem. How can I fix it? Because that, and that allows for greater trust as well. Because it it allows for that conversation to occur. It's not just, this is bad, this is good, this is, that's not a conversation. You know, you have to be able to bring those prompts, bring in those solutions. Right. One of my favorite pieces of feedback to ever give is if I'm not sure about something, I guess one is like honesty. Like, hey, I don't know what the exact solution is here. I know that there's something wrong here. Let's try doing this. And if you don't like it, then go back to the way that you had it. And that's the way it'll be. And I I try to honestly do the same thing with my kids a little bit where it's like, (laughs) like, I want you to like make the decision you're going to make, but if you personally think it's the wrong decision, like fine. I think that that's one of those areas when it comes to creativity that gets kind of frustrating for artists to hear is like, oh, more feedback. Like we got to keep changing this thing. So that's why I say like, hey, change it. And if you don't like it, do whatever you want. Yeah. But I need you just to at least try this. And more often than not, every every so often, you know, the artist will come back and be like, I tried it and I just, I still think this is the best. I'm like, great. I'm not going to argue with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you tried it and you made your own decision. Because um, ultimately that's what I want. I want people to be able to make their own decisions and I want the work to be great. Um I don't, I don't need it to be like, I don't need my feedback to be involved in an ideal world. I could just say, this looks great. And (laughs) we keep moving on with things. Um, and I think that's, that's probably the, um, a personality trait of the business owner slash creative director, um, Mm. is that they're interested in productivity still. Whereas just, just a creative director probably feels a little bit more need to be, involved mm-hmm. a lot of parts not saying anything bad about creative directors but i mean that is their their job you know 
um, yeah. That's, uh, did that make sense? I can't yeah. remember really. Yeah. This, <laughs> I think I finished a thought. <laughs> you finished a thought. I, I, beginning to end, I got it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, let's, <clears throat> let's go to, uh, if you don't have any other parts here, let's go to some final yeah. thoughts. Let's go final thoughts. That sounds good. Um, I think going back into the conversation, I like that we touched on, uh, the fact that trust is a two-way street. As I was hoping that we'd get to that too, because that's something that I think gets overlooked where, especially as a business owner, as a creative director, you're so focused on, okay, everybody needs to trust me and make sure that that's, that's there. But you also need to be able to trust your artists and your employees because right. that allows for that greater communication to occur. Um, and if you can trust them, you know that you know they're making the best decision for for the work right and you know that they're giving it their all and they're doing their best and then when that feedback does come in and they try it and they don't think it works you know that they don't think it works so you're able to trust them as well and that that kind of communication is is so key to running a a healthy business um and allows people to to feel heard and to feel recognized in, in their thoughts but that kind of feedback i think is is the healthiest when trust can be found on on both sides Full transparency. Yeah. Nice. I would say for me, my final thought is you kind of have to throw out the standard playbooks, textbooks from the past <laughs> when it comes to this stuff, right? There, there's so many uh, corporate workplaces that, you know, they have their reviews, but they're so... I don't know. Maybe they're effective, but to me, I, I don't feel like that most of them are effective because they're just reading off of a list. Tell me how you felt about this. Um, I think the, the most important part of this whole thing is, is conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, creativity and creative professionals, I do believe are different than any other workplace. Um, and just in how people go about creating the thing that they do, it's it's personal. It is mm-hmm. it's a personal thing. No matter what anyone says, it's you know everything that you make, everything that you like, is based on your own personal tastes and experiences in life. So when someone says something negative about that, it can feel like you're being attacked personally. Yeah. And I I mean. I've certainly seen several examples of people really, really not taking feedback well. Mm. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll leave it on, on that thought right there of just getting, getting honest feedback is easy, but you have to make sure that you can implement and take that feedback um, with the inspiration that it provides. Because yeah. it's it's very easy just to shun it and be mad at the person <laughs> from then on out. Um, yep. All right. That's all I got. All right. I hope this was a good podcast. Hey, listen, if you like this podcast, be sure to give us five stars or ten stars, whatever you're looking at <laughs> us on. Give us a little review. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, And if you have any questions, 
please send it our way at questions at I'm just I'm making this up kind of, but I'm pretty sure this actually exists. I think it's questions at cmdz.show. It's I think com. it's in the I think it's in the the end bit. So if you listen to the end bit. Yeah, you know what? There's. Listen to the end there. bit of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Love you, bye. The Command show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdc.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.